You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Hello and welcome back to Third Eye Talks, my beautiful listeners. I am your host, Certified Life and Spiritual Coach, Naz Rose. I am so excited for today's episode and for my guest um, today. She is really incredible. And once you leave this episode and you look her up yourself, you're going to see how amazing uh, and powerful she is. Um, Help me to welcome Ananta Ripa Ajmera, who is uh, the founder and the CEO of The Ancient Way, the author of The Way of the Goddess, and the host of the True to Yourself podcast. Hi! Hi, so nice to meet you and to be talking with you today. It's nice to meet you as well. And, you know, I I feel truly honored uh, to have you on the show because I feel like the information that you're going to give to our listeners and to me is going to be so powerful. Um, and so I'm so excited and grateful to have you. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to talk with you. Thank you. So Ananta, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I, I want to mention that uh, one of the messages that I saw repeated over and over in kind of your materials and your book on your website is this message of becoming the hero of your own spiritual journey. And I love that. <laughs> I love that, that, uh, that message and how you always mention it. So tell us a little bit about you and how uh, that message became a passion for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I feel that becoming the hero of your own spiritual journey makes the spiritual quest into a kind of adventure. It makes kind of the the tough work of dealing with your own mind and emotions into a heroic mission, which I feel makes it a lot more motivating and inspiring to continue to take the effort it takes to pursue it. And Mm -hmm. I feel that because I was introduced to goddess Durga, the warrior mother goddess of the Vedic tradition, which my new book chronicles her uh, adventures in battling demons, Mm -hmm. it really inspired me to look at the spiritual journey in that way. In the Vedic spiritual tradition, we have this nine night goddess festival on which we are evoking and connecting with nine different forms of this warrior mother goddess on nine different days. And on these nine days, it's connected with one of our nine chakras, which Mm -hmm. is connected with a theme, which is connected with a power, a hidden power within us. So Mm -hmm. I just feel that by making every day into a celebration of this divine feminine warrior mother goddess energy, it gives me an opportunity to conquer my own inner demons and actually emerge as that hero of my own journey and to collect these superpowers which are hidden deep within us in these nine chakras or layers of our mind emotions and consciousness this makes going through any difficulty that comes up Mm -hmm. into an opportunity to write my own life script and to really 
take on challenges in an empowered way. Because as long as we're traveling here on earth, we're going to have challenges. It ultimately is about how we look at our challenges, right? That influences how we will then take the steps we need to take both internally and externally to overcome those challenges. And when we see it as something that gives us an opportunity to become our own superhero, it just makes it more exciting and less like a drudgery. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think it also speaks to our inner child, you know, to have it in that way. So I love that. And you're right. It's so much, um, it's so much nicer to go through that journey feeling like I'm, I'm empowered and I'm heroic and I'm taking ownership of my journey instead of externalizing um, that journey and leaving it up to external factors. You really tell yourself, this is my journey and I'm going for it. So I love that beautiful, beautiful message. And I love that you have, um, you know, that you have landed on your passion. I mean, anytime I see someone being passionate about their work and really working in their purpose, um, it just, it really brings me a lot of joy. And so knowing that you walk in that purpose is really beautiful to me. And, you know, although it is beautiful, everyone doesn't have that just yet. So that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you because I hear this from my clients, you know, a lot as well. And I'd love for you to elaborate on it. If I don't know that purpose, which means you may not necessarily be able to be the hero of your journey yet because you're not sure of what that journey is supposed to look like. What would you tell someone um, in that situation? And how do we begin to kind of see what our purpose is and go in that direction? So, you know, the concept of a purpose in life is very connected to one of the four goals of life per the ancient Vedic Indian spirituality, Mm -hmm. and that's the goal of dharma. I think a lot of people have heard this word now as something connected to your purpose, connected to living according to higher values Mm -hmm. and living according to what your gifts are. Dharma is ultimately... I feel love. Mm -hmm. So if someone is looking for their purpose, it's a question of what brings you a feeling of love in your heart that you can extend not only to your nearest and dearest, but to all living beings, Mm -hmm. as many beings as possible, not even just human beings, but animals and plants, because we believe that we're all one and we're all connected. And when we can find what that calling is, what that gift is, or what that activity is that brings us that feeling of love, peace, and joy in our own hearts, Mm -hmm. then following through on how we can make that a regular part of our lives and a way of contributing to the well-being of as many beings as possible will automatically connect us with dharma and will lead to our unfolding of actions that actually free us from having to even incur future karmas. Because when we act in alignment with nature, when we flow like the river flows, because that's its dharma, when we give fragrance, just as the rose gives its fragrance, because that's its dharma, then we actually 
are able to follow nature as our teacher and become a part of nature. And when we flow with that, like nature flows with that, then we are able to actually live a life that truly sets us free and that leads us to spiritual liberation and to enlightenment moment by moment through our actions, which are not motivated anymore by personal desires, right? Or personal agendas, Mm -hmm. but are rather out of gratitude for all the gifts that we have, right? So what is it that you can do out of gratitude? What is it that you can do out of a feeling of already feeling full, already feeling joyful, already feeling connected to your own heart, and then being able to do that without wanting anything in return from it, because simply doing it is a part of who you are and is a part of what gives you that incredible feeling of peace and freedom and happiness that you then seek to share with all simply because that's who you are. That's who we all are is, is that peace, mm-hmm. is that joy, is that eternal soul, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever are those things, whether it's singing for maybe one person, whether it's creating podcasts, right? And <laughs> through communication, through interacting with people, through interviewing people, we bring out incredible messages. Or if we're a teacher, like I've found that my calling is as a teacher, then actually I end up spending a lot of time studying because that's a part of the plan, right? Is you yeah. teach and then you learn and then you learn what you teach and you teach what you learn and it's a never ending <laughs> <journey. A> cycle. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be a teacher, which means I'm supposed to learn all learn. my life. And I love it because I'm constantly learning and I'm always learning from nature and especially from the sun. The sun Mm -hmm. is a symbol of the soul in the Vedic spirituality. It's a symbol of health. It's a symbol of courage and strength and vitality and the power to overcome our limitations and our obstacles. So whatever brings us that light, right? That kind of Mm -hmm. quality of the sun is going to guide us to manifest what is our own unique way of connecting with the whole. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you explain that. And, and I think, you know, if I understand correctly what you're saying, it's basically um, how we give love in a way that feels really joyous to us and brings us a lot of happiness with, without feeling like we need anything in return or to be paid for, for that love and and thing that we do that brings us joy. And so when you say that, um, that opens up just, you know, a world of um, individual purposes. And I think that that's sometimes what we have a hard time doing when we're on that journey of finding our purpose. Mm -hmm. We can't really see how individualistic a purpose is. And we just say like, I might not be good at that because this other person is doing it and they're really great at it, but they're not you, right? The thing that brings you joy and the way in which you give love is just, it's, it's one of a kind. So I love that you say that and and that it gives us kind of the homework to the listeners. It gives us the homework of really sitting down and saying, what makes me, what is an extension of me um, that that helps me to give love? You know, what is it that comes naturally to me that expresses the love that I have within me? Um, And and it just flows and it doesn't feel difficult. So 
Great, great, great. Uh, and I think that's a great start for anyone who might be listening in is, hey, what what do you love? Is it, you know, is it knitting? <laughs> is it, I talked about this in a blog that I wrote. I said, hey, if knitting caps for cats makes you just feel love and happy and gives you joy, that's tied to your purpose because that's the end goal is for you to give love in, in the way that feels natural and that brings you joy. So I love that. I love that. Um, so, you know, you talk about, about some of the lessons, you touched on some of the lessons that you've learned um, throughout your journey. But if you could pick out one thing, one thing that kind of guides you when you might feel a little bit lost or when you're in a down point, because we know those times come naturally in life where, you know, we feel a little bit down. Um, what is a gem or something that you practice or that you follow when you're in that place? You know, the most important spiritual teaching that I believe in and that always guides and anchors me is the law of karma. Mm -hmm. Whatever we think, whatever we speak, and whatever actions we take in our life always have repercussions. They mm -hmm. always, as it says, what goes around comes around. around. So they always come back around to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's three different ways of creating karma. One is when we have a lot of desires in our actions to gain something just for us, right? So that's considered a selfish action, which will bring you some kind of personal benefit only. It doesn't necessarily benefit anyone else. Mm -hmm. Then we move on and we start doing unselfish actions, which have a desire to benefit other people. So now the desire is not about you. It's about how you can benefit others, right? So those are going to bring you back positive karma. But then we have a third kind of action, which are considered selfless actions. And that's different from unselfish because the selfless actions are those that actually free us from having any karma, whether positive or negative, come back to us. So those are considered moksha actions or freedom and liberation actions because they literally free us from having to experience positive or negative karma. So when I learned about that and when I learned about, you know, really living like nature and really flowing with that sense of always serving the truth, serving certain values like integrity, like honesty, truthfulness, responsibility, it just makes life a lot easier to navigate. And it also involves taking responsibility, right? We talked a little bit about that with the hero's journey approach. And it's so linked for me with the law of karma. Mm -hmm. With this lens, then I never do feel that I'm a victim, even of other people's negative actions. Mm -hmm. I just see that I have the responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, I just see that I have the responsibility to respond to whatever situations are happening in my life in the way that authors what happens going forward. So mm -hmm. knowing that whenever challenges come, I always remind myself that it doesn't matter what the stimulus is in my life, a really devastating accident, or if it's an illness, or if it's a betrayal, or if it's 
you know, any kind of disappointment that's coming from external sources or say there's a hurricane here in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. It would be a, a calamity. It would be a big issue. It would be the stimulus, but the stimulus I can never control. That's a script that's already been written. So there's a part of destiny which does unfold based on our past karma in lives that we don't even necessarily know about. Mm -hmm. But that we have to accept. But what we write for our future, we're the master there. That's fully in our hands. So whenever situations come, just remembering that I have the power to write my script from this moment forward and to determine what my future holds is actually very, very helpful, especially in those challenging times. In the Vedic spiritual tradition, it is said that the true seekers, the true yogis are actually those who wait for difficulties, those who wait for challenges, those who wait for obstacles, because it's only in facing the obstacles, facing the challenges in our lives that we get to connect with that power within us that can be that light of the sun to overcome the darkness. Because on the spiritual path and on this journey of the warrior mother goddess Durga, we don't believe that there is any outer demon. Mm -hmm. There is only the inner demons in our mind, right? Our own mm -hmm. negative emotions, our own fears, our own anger, our own jealousy, <laughs> our own insecurity, our own, you know, rage, whatever it may be, those are all within us. So mm -hmm. as much as it can look like someone on the outside is spinning <laughs> with all these things towards us, mm -hmm. it's about us and how do we respond to that or how do we react to that? Do we allow that to trigger us into a spiral of being a victim? Or can we be on the hero's journey and say, okay, something that looks scary is coming to me right now. But in the face of this seeming outer difficulty, how can I remember that I am the power that can overcome this difficulty? It's only through facing the obstacle. And that's why even in the Vedic, spiritual tradition at this moment, when we're recording the podcast, we're celebrating this festival called Ganesh Chaturthi, which is in honor of Lord Ganesha, who is the elephant-headed remover of obstacles. Mm -hmm. And Ganesha is said not only to be the remover of obstacles, but also the giver of obstacles. <laughs> so it just shows that we get the obstacles in order to know who we are as the power in the face of those obstacles to be able to remove those obstacles ourselves. So a lot of times, myself included, people will feel that, wow, there's so many gods and goddesses in the Vedic Indian cultural tradition <laughs> and so many mythological stories. And it's true, there are so many of them. But the idea is to give us a uh, sense of role models for all the specific life situations that we may face who we can remember in times of challenges and therefore nobody needs to be hindu or you know any kind of religion mm -hmm. necessarily to benefit from the spiritual journey of this warrior goddess durga you can actually be of any religion and go deeper into it by just connecting with these universal archetypes, these universal yeah. role models who are 
embodying for us different qualities that we can also then embody and we can emulate them mm-hmm. on our journey, especially when we have to face these hard times and the challenges in life. Yeah. Wow. I mean, powerful because you just, uh, you, you know, you just opened a chest of so much information. <laughs> and I think that each of the points that you made could be a whole other three, you know, to four episodes of Third Eye Talks. Listen, you are, you're definitely a teacher and I can see it, you know, I can see it looking at you. I can see it listening to you and it's beautiful to watch. And you just taught us, you know, something that maybe some of the people listening may know, but maybe um, they needed to know it and you've brought it forward to them. And that is, we always have the choice. Are we going to be a victim of where we find ourselves in life uh, in life, or are we going to be heroes and say, you know, I know that the this these kind of external factors are trying to affect who I'm going to become, but that's up to me. Um, and I think that's a beautiful message. We always have the power to say, no, no, I know what I want to write. And you're right about expecting sort of bad things to happen. I mean, I myself, I don't expect them, but when they arrive, I just know they're filled with just a whole new path that's kind of being laid out in front of me. And sometimes it's very tied to things that I have asked for myself, right? If I can say, I want my life to change. I want to achieve this thing, or I want to, you know, make this dream come true in my life. And then something really crazy happens. I'm like, I knew it. Like, I knew that this had to come because there's something that I'm going to learn. I can't go where I'm going without first conquering what I'm meant to learn in this, in this kind of low point of my life. So I've really started to view life that way. And I think it just, it empowers us, like you said, to see that to see like this thing is happening to me, but I kind of, you know, I kind of know that it's tied to ultimately something that is joyous for me and that I want. Have you seen that happen yourself in your life? Yeah, I was actually reflecting as you were saying that about how every year on my spiritual journey that we have this holiday. There are so many holidays also in the Vedic (laughs) Indian spiritual calendar, but there's one actually called Guru Purnima, which is the full moon of the guru. And it happens in the month of July. And it's the time when we honor gurus, those who have shown us the path from darkness to light and also teachers in general. Anybody who teaches us could be called guru, but especially the spiritual teachers, right? Who are those who guide us from darkness to light and ancestors who have paved the way for us on this journey. And I'm really fortunate actually that my own ancestors were Ayurveda healers. So Mm -hmm. Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga and it's all about alternative, not alternative health, but it's actually the world's oldest system of health and healing from which all other systems have actually emerged. Mm -hmm. So it's a very deeply holistic system, which has this deep spiritual philosophy underlying it and it's connected with yoga so it's all the sister science of yoga both the vedanta philosophy of the warrior goddess journey and the holistic healing science of ayurveda they're 
all three Ayurveda, yoga, and Vedanta connected together. Mm -hmm. And my ancestors were incredible Ayurveda healers. So I always remember them and I connect with them at that time. And I always learned on my journey through studying with different teachers that it's a really auspicious thing on Guru Purnima Day to write a sankalpa or resolved intention in Sanskrit for your spiritual journey. And when we do that, we have to know that whatever we write, we will soon get some kind of an incident unfolding in our life soon to combust and make this intention come to reality. And I have, without fail, always found that that happens, right? So I had set the intention for the years that I was working on writing my upcoming book, The Way of the Goddess, Mm -hmm. to be able to express the power of the goddess within to overcome all demons, inner and outer, knowing that there is actually no outer demon. There's (laughs) only the inner demons. And Mm -hmm. boy, can I tell you how many demons I was able to look at, conquer, overcome, but they just came in marching procession one after the other after the other after the other I'm like okay you are not an outer demon you are just me showing me what is left in me to work on what is there in me to overcome what is there in me to you know battle with and win and I just was like wow this is such a powerful sankalpa I gotta keep it so I've literally had it one year, then two years. This is my third year on this intention. <laughs> and now the book is coming out. So we can only imagine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what's coming next, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's, you know, there's there's a certain amount of just, I think, overall joy that you have to feel in your journey and knowing some of these things. And like you said, it's all, it's all internal external factors are going to show up. But if you know, this is always for my good, which is my, that's always my um, lesson over and over to my clients, to myself, when I'm in the, in the, you know, down part of life, Naz, you always win, you know, in terms of life wants you to be joyous and happy and to get what you're meant to get here. So wherever you're at, it's just the way to teach you so that you can, you know, so that you can win at what you really want, what, what your spirit really wanted to come here to learn and do. So I love I love your approach. I love the empowerment behind it. And I love that, you know, that you have seen it the way I've seen it. Hey, you're asking. So we're delivering. Yeah. <laughs> you asked, you shall receive. <laughs> Here it is. You want to face your inner demons? Well, we're going to give you all the opportunities to do that. <laughs> I love that. So Okay, Ananta, I feel like we could have a whole other episode. I, I've loved having you and I hopefully will be able to have you back because I think sure. um, one thing that we we didn't get through, but I loved it and I and I would love to expand on it is the three different sorts of karma that you 
that you create or that you um, experience. So maybe we'll come back for a part two and we can talk more about that. But tell us before you leave us for today, where can we find you? Where can we see you? Where can we follow you? Give us maybe your social media um, and anything you want us to know about you in terms of us finding you and following you. Sure. Thank you so much. I can be reached through my organization, The Ancient Way, which is theancientway.co, which is different from .com. <laughs> we didn't get the .com, so we had to have the CO, which is more international anyways, in its yeah. scope. So I'm like, okay, great. Theancientway.co it is. And on theancientway.co, you can check out my new book, The Way of the Goddess. And if you go to theancientway.co, .co slash way of the goddess. You can learn all about the book. There's links to order the book. And if you do so prior to September 13th, which is when the book officially releases, then we have a special free chakra healing guide where you can actually assess where you're at in terms of all your nine chakras Mm -hmm. and start working on different practices from the book. There's actually nine practices which are connected with the nine chakras, which are featured in the chakra healing guide. So if you're, you know, excited to go on this journey of the warrior goddess with me through the book, then you can get started on that right away and assess yourself. So you'll know where exactly you want to work and master some inner conflicts, you know, and become your own hero specifically. And, you know, you can probably guess that from my Uh, intention to express, I was actually quite blocked in my fifth chakra for a long time. Mm -hmm. And going through the journey of writing this book, and then doing the audio recording of the audio book of it, really, truly, and practicing all the things that I teach in the fifth chapter, especially, have really, really liberated me to be able to be here and talk to you. Mm -hmm. It would have been difficult to do this interview just you know, two years ago. So that was really where I've had to concentrate in the most recent past and also seventh chakra about transcendence. So it's awesome to do that because you get to see where you're at and start to kind of pave your own way. And in chapter nine, also, you can go deeper into this kind of discovery of your purpose. But it's interesting, Naz, because it's not until chapter nine, which is the last chapter. So it's like you go through your own healing, you Mm -hmm. go through your own kind of balancing of all your chakras, and then that purpose will also unfold. So it's also helpful that if you are really in the trenches with something and feeling in the dark, then Mm -hmm. what I tell people is pay attention to how you're going to bring yourself out of this, because how you get out of it could be very connected to what becomes your purpose. And we don't even talk about that until we talk about you. And we talk about your root chakra, getting grounded into it, being able to channel your emotions, ignite the fire of transformation, love yourself, express yourself, connect with your third eye, right? We're on the third (laughs) eye. Open our third eye, get our intuitive receptors Mm -hmm. available and strong. And then we transcend and really conquer the obstacles. And then we have fun. We have rejuvenation, play, and inner child happiness. And then finally, we manifest. What are the intentions to 
you know, express our purpose and our calling on earth. So I definitely encourage people to check that book out and it's available through the website to go to any retailer. And you can also check out any bookstore really that you want to get the book from. I can also be followed and chatted with, or you can send me a message on Instagram at ananta.one, all spelled out. Those would be probably the best uh, places to search for me and to be in touch. Perfect. Well, I have enjoyed spending this time with you and I can't wait to listen again to everything that we spoke about and to download the guide. I mean, we can always figure out what we might be missing, where we might have blockages and where we can really work on ourselves. I from my spirit to your spirit, I appreciate the work that you're doing, how beautifully you're living, how intentionally you're living, and everything that you're doing for us as a collective. So thank you so much. And thank you for being here. And uh, and hopefully I'll get to have you back for a part two. And we can talk a little bit more about karma because I feel like my listeners would love to have that. So thank you so much for being here, Ananta. I will see you next time. And listeners, I will see you next time on Third Eye Talks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie brought to you by Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information. Believe It Life Coaching.com. Thank you.